0: You're listening to The Echoes with me, Emily Andrew, the self-development podcast that explores personal stories, powerful tools, and an insight into the wide world of mental, physical, and spiritual health. Get ready to get curious, be inspired, and connect in. Hello, and welcome back. I hope that you are doing okay. If you're listening to this podcast in real time, then there's a lot going on in the world. And although that's true of any time, I feel like at the moment, there is a lot of upheaval, there is a lot of change, and there's a lot of pain. And I didn't actually expect to start this podcast In this way. But as always, I'm just trusting what comes out. Now, I don't make political statements unless it comes to perhaps diet culture on my platform, on Instagram. And I won't start to do that on here because for me, I don't see that as my place. What I do see as my place is just trying to extend as much love and compassion into every single person that listens to this and beyond. Because as cheesy and as corny as it sounds, I think that our world needs more love. And my heart breaks for people who are experiencing any kind of awful time at the moment I personally work with people that are deeply affected by what's going on in the world at the moment and I work with people who are deeply affected by what's going in on in their worlds as well and everything is valid there isn't a hierarchy of pain and I think that sometimes we forget that But that just separates us more. And what I'm trying to do with my work and just with my actions is to just extend as much love as I possibly can. Now, I've already talked about pain and love. So I guess it is a good introduction in some ways to talk about what I'm going to talk about today, which is emotions. And how EFT can help us and how we work with emotions with EFT. Emotions help us to understand the world around us. It helps us to navigate the world around us. They help us to make connections, make decisions, to respond and to experience life. Emotions are so deeply ingrained into us. And it can be quite easy to separate them into two categories, good and bad. We want all the good emotions, but we don't want the bad. And often what you'll find is when you look at things like manifestation or positive psychology, it is only about trying to think about positive emotions, trying to bring in more positive emotions. And perhaps that is a reaction to the fact that life is difficult, life is hard. So we're just trying to balance that out. But EFT takes a little bit of a different approach when it comes to emotions and an emotion that isn't perhaps uncomfortable for us to sit with. Emotions like fear, anxiety, pain. Because we can have emotional pain as well as physical pain. Anyone who has experienced loss, grief, heartbreak, the loss of a dream, that is real emotional pain. So essentially what emotions are, and there are books going into this in so much depth that I will not be able to do justice to. What I can talk about is how emotions affect us in our physiology. So when we experience an emotion, various parts of our brain kind of are activated. So a lot of the time I talk about the amygdala. Our amygdala is responsible for fear and emotional memories. It's our fight and flight. It's our stress. You know, all of these feelings or emotions or memories, these functionings. So when we experience an emotion, that part of the brain is activated. And other parts are activated too. Your hippocampus as well, that is responsible in some ways for processing our memories. It can help to contribute to emotional regulation. And then you've also got your prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for regulating and interpreting the emotions themselves. So let's take fear. When we're scared, when we feel fearful, our amygdala will activate our amygdala will perceive this danger, perceives this threat, and it releases stress hormones. So things like adrenaline, cortisol, the fight-flight hormones, they are released into our bodies. Now, as a result, our heart rate might increase, our blood pressure might go up, we might feel like we are breathing quicker, we may feel really heightened and alert. We may feel really itchy. There might be so many different ways, physiological changes that can happen. Our body is put into a a state of stress to respond to that fear because essentially it's just trying to save our life. And when this happens, we usually will respond. So we either respond to the threat by running, fight, flight, freeze. But when that threat is over, The body is supposed to come back down to the kind of nice, balanced state it's supposed to be in. So, why is it that so many of us are walking around chronically stressed? Our bodies are extremely clever, but they're also perhaps not quite up to date with how we live. We live in a very stressful world. And if anybody has a high high stress job or children, then they can probably report to being pretty stressed. Now, when we're really stressed, often we will, our sleep will end up being affected. We can end up feeling very on edge. Our anxiety might increase and we'll try and make sense of this feeling in our body by then looking further into the filing cabinet to understand why we're feeling this and then we make decisions about ourselves because we are feeling this way so if we're feeling fear often perhaps there's a trigger that happens it could be you see a dog and that causes a fear response it could be that you see somebody driving a red car and you've had an experience with somebody and associated that red car every time you see a red car those stress responses in your body respond and they heighten. And and this is all done in your subconscious. It is something that you're not consciously aware of. It's automatic. You may not have even consciously registered that red car. Our brain goes to its filing cabinet and it looks for all of the times that perhaps we have felt this feeling before. And in these file cabinets, there could be trauma, there could be positive memories. There can be a whole load of stuff. And our brain essentially is in the filing cabinet, it's trying to look for, okay, right, well, what is this? Let's organize it. Let's respond in the way that we've responded in the past. And it floods out a load of hormones, a load of neurotransmitters. And those things help to affect our mood and our physical reactions. So, for example, when we are feeling anxious, we might get a huge dump of adrenaline. We may kind of go the opposite way, depending on the way that our body has learnt to survive and work through these emotions. We have different triggers, different things will be effectively fired out. What we do know is that chronic states of stress can cause chronic conditions in the body because our body is living in this high stress area. So essentially... These things that we think of as emotions, which we can often put off as, oh, it's just how I, like, you know, these silly emotions, or we don't want to talk about them. They have the power to change the way that our brain actually functions. They have the power to change our physical health. These little emotions, these silly emotions are nowhere near that. So how does EFT help this? So, two things I want to say straight away that often people will get confused about is EFT is not a way to distract yourself from feeling an emotion. It's also not a way to stop yourself from feeling an emotion. And those two points are actually really important. Because a lot of the time, we think if we've worked through something with EFT, we will never feel that feeling again. And actually, what we might find is that the trigger is effectively null and void. It doesn't create that emotional state anymore. It doesn't create that same kind of memory and emotional reaction. But we may find that we do feel that feeling some other way because that is life. In order to experience life, we need to be able to experience all range of emotions from the comfortable to the uncomfortable. And notice how I'm trying really hard not to say good and bad. It's something I'm trying to get out of because actually there are no bad emotions. There perhaps might be uncomfortable emotions. There might perhaps be, you know, painful or frustrating or all of those things. But actually, emotions are an opportunity for us to lean in and learn more. So we're not trying to get rid of anything. We're not trying to not feel anything. We're trying to enable ourselves to lean in, understand, process and free. Because when we have these emotions and these emotional triggers trapped in our body, we are always going to be singing off that same hymn sheet. We're always going to be responding in the same way. We're always going to be adjusting our life to trying not to feel that emotion, avoiding it. Look at somebody with a fear, a phobia, okay? Imagine their phobia is birds and think about the things that they would avoid. So it might seem like, oh, well, just just avoid birds. But if that fear is there, a simple walk outside could become a stressful experience. Going to London, they might think twice because think about Trafalgar Square and all the pigeons. Well, well, we don't go to Trafalgar Square. It's that simple. Avoiding, we don't want to go to the seaside because there's seagulls and seagulls are evil fuckers. So we want to definitely avoid the seaside. Okay, well, we just won't go to the seaside. That person's world gets smaller and smaller and smaller because they are so scared. Of that emotion, that feeling. And there's probably some unprocessed stuff going on in there. And when we are trying to avoid these emotions or avoid these triggers, our world gets smaller. And that can just affect us, but often it will affect all the people around us as well. So, emotional freedom techniques is the full name for EFT, emotional freedom techniques. And I find it an interesting one because what does it mean to be emotionally free? What does that look like? Is it free from emotions? I don't think so. Because if we're free from emotions, then we might just turn over the world to AI right away. But name aside... What EFT enables us to do with our emotions is to understand them and process them and create a balance. We're always going to have a certain reaction when something genuinely scary happens. And we want that. If we see a big truck coming down the street, we don't continue walking. The fear of being hit by that truck stops us but we don't want that fear to take over and stop us from going outside and crossing the road because then we'll never get anywhere further than our front door. So what EFT helps us to do is have an appropriate emotional reaction or appropriate emotional response to the thing. And how it does that is by working with those emotional centers of our brain. So our amygdala it helps to deactivate the amygdala to bring that kind of parasympathetic state where we are feeling more calm where we're not having all of those hormones being released and it enables us to choose how we then want to respond it works with the hippocampus it works with the amygdala it works with all of that part of the brain and it reduces the cortisol it reduces blood pressure it reduces heart rate so that we aren't living in that stressed state, that highly emotionally aroused state. We can bring ourselves back into a calmer, more balanced state. Now, it doesn't mean that we're never gonna get there again, we're never gonna feel stressed again, but it helps us to create more resilience around our emotions. It helps us with our emotional regulation, but it actually helps us with our regulation in general. It effectively enables us to understand ourselves and then choose how we want to respond. So we're not driven by our emotions anymore. We're someone that acknowledges, understands, and then chooses to react, not just a reactive being. Does it mean that every single time we get caught up in traffic, we don't respond? No. But it sure helps us nine times out of 10, to come from a more emotionally balanced place. So how do we work with EFT and emotions? There's a few ways that you can get into emotions work with EFT. So all EFT really is emotions work. There is always emotions underpinning something, whether we know exactly what it is or not. So for some things, it will be quite logical. Say, for example, you're tapping on a phobia There is fear there, there is anxiety there, the fear of the thing, the anxiety of seeing the thing. So you can go, right, even though I feel so much fear, when I think about looking at a spider that moves, I deeply and completely love and accept myself, if you're going to use the traditional EFT statement. But it could also be, even though I feel so much fear when I think about spiders, I choose to feel calm and relaxed you can use a choice statement and choice of how you want to feel instead so you set yourself up by acknowledging what the fear is or what the feeling or what the emotion is and then what you do is you just tap through and focus on the emotion so this is why it's not a distraction technique because we're not going i love spiders spiders are great i love their spindly little legs we're not doing any of that we are essentially really pinpointing all that fear. So when we tap on an emotion, we are going to be saying, I feel this fear. This fear feels really strong. This fear in my body. And then we start to ask the deeper questions. Where is this fear in your body? How, where do you feel it? How do you know that you're feeling scared? I feel it because I feel a bit like funny in my tummy. Okay, this funny feeling in my tummy, tapping through all the points as you go this funny feeling in my tummy. What does it feel like? Well, it's kind of like doing somersaults. Okay, I've got the somersault feeling in my tummy. Really describe the fear feeling. And what you might often find is that it might move. So it might move up into your throat. So I've got this fear in my throat. It feels like I can't swallow. This somersaulting feeling in my throat, tapping through the points, continuing to tap. Has it got a color? Is there a shape? All of these questions help us to really pinpoint the emotion. So instead of this, you know, unknown fear feeling, we are really zeroing in on it. And what you might find is that there will be memories that pop up. So I'm using a really specific example right now, fear of spiders. But if you are tapping on anxiety, say, for example, and you're tapping from a general point where you just say, even though I'm an anxious person, I choose to feel calm and relaxed what you might find is when you're tapping through and really centering down in on feelings that certain memories will pop up and you can either choose to kind of jot them down so you can come back to them later or you can take a moment and look at processing that memory in real time and that will be another podcast for another time. But essentially what you want to do is you want to get really clear on what that feeling is, how you feel that emotion, how you know that emotion is there. And then you continue to tap it down, tap it through until that emotion is down to a zero or a one. So when you're no longer feeling that extreme feeling, it's calmer, it's more relaxed. Now, what sometimes happens when we're tapping on an emotion is as we tap down, we actually uncover a different one. And there's, again, a few things that you can do here. If the emotion is just the additional emotion is just kind of an underlying feeling, then acknowledge the emotion, maybe write it down. It could be something to come back to. But usually what happens is say i have been tapping on uh, anxiety. Let no, Let's say I'm tapping on fear. Okay, I've been tapping down, it's going all the way down. And then it gets to maybe a three or a four. And then suddenly I get this big feeling of anger come up. And this anger is maybe like a six or a seven out of 10. So what I would do is I would follow that because it is more extreme And realistically, it's going to be hard to keep focusing on the fear. Now, different practitioners will go with different things, but I've often found that actually when something comes up like this, it's really important to follow that. So we want to move, change our setup statement. So even though I'm feeling all this anger when I'm thinking about this thing, whether you want to specify that or not, I choose to feel calm and relaxed, or I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And then you focus on the anger. I feel this anger. It feels hot in my body. I feel shaky. I feel like my jaw wants to clench. I feel like my hands want to clench. Where am I feeling the anger? It might be in my hands. It might be in my throat again. You know, really get specific on it. Has it got a shape? Yeah, it's kind of round in my throat. Feels like a big block. Okay, this block in my throat, this round block in my throat. This red round block in my throat, moving slowly, sludgy, coming up with real visuals, even if you're not a visual person, which obviously I can attest to, but really trying to understand and know that feeling and emotion. And again, you can tap it down. You might find memories there. You have the choice whether you go into them or not, but you want to tap it all the way down. Now, we always want to revisit. So after you finish tapping, on that, you may go, right, do I still feel, feel any of that fear? You may find that, okay, yeah, I'm still feeling a little bit of that fear, so I'm just going to go back and tap on that again. So it's a dynamic process. It's an ever-changing process. It's an emotional process. And that's the beauty of emotions. But being able to process them properly means that we're not holding on to unnecessarily emotions and it enables us to respond in a clearer way so that it's not an emotionally-fueled, perhaps unreasonable response. And I think it's important to say when we're tapping as well on really deep things like grief, death perhaps, The aim of it is not to not feel sad or not feel grief because we're always going to feel grief if we lose somebody. It's natural emotional response. But perhaps if you experiencing the grief is so extreme that it's causing further emotional responses that are not as helpful for you, then doing some work on those surrounding emotions can help you to get clear and help you to feel more calm and perhaps even reframe things in a different way. So it's a much wider topic that I'm sure we can do justice on in another way when we talk about grief, but it's not an absence of, it's not to get rid of, It's unrealistic to think about the fact that if we tap on something, we're never going to feel that feeling again in response to perhaps other things. But being able to emotionally process and emotionally free yourself from the decisions that that emotion might make, that may be different or separate to yours, is a really empowering thing to be able to do. It helps you to build emotional resilience. And resilience in yourself as well so I hope you've enjoyed this podcast uh, it's been again a bit of a ramble but I'm hoping you're able to take things from this I hope that wherever you are and whatever your day looks like that you're doing okay and if you're interested in learning more about EFT then make sure you come over to my Instagram page or TikTok page at WeAreMindBody. Send me a message. I run tapping circles every month online and perhaps might start doing them in the Cheltenham area as well. And these are basically just ways that if you can't afford one-to-one work, it's a really great way of working with me and coming together and tapping as a group. They're such beautiful spaces and the people that come every month are just wonderful so the next one is in November they're usually the last week of every month and I will be running one in December as well because I know a lot of people find the end of the year quite difficult so I want to make sure that that, that, that is there for people let me know how you're doing I hope you're having a wonderful day and thank you so much for being here and being part of the echoes and I'll see you again very soon